Welcome, welcome, welcome to Embracing the Gray with Vic and Kels, where we are here to challenge the all or nothing thinking when it comes to all things food, body, and mindset. And we've got a very special episode coming your way today. We are going to be talking all about the mirror principle. We'll dive into that in just a quick second, but I just wanted to take a quick time out and make an announcement. We are going to be hosting our fourth annual Rediscover You Retreat in Colorado Springs this year. Super, super excited. And it will be July 9th through the 13th, 2023. And I'm super, super excited about it. We are, it's going to be a very beautiful, intimate experience. Um, just a small group in the beautiful Colorado mountains. We've got lots of hikes, um, mountains, waterfalls. There's a hot spring there and a spa day and just a beautiful opportunity to connect with other like-minded women. So if you'd like to join us, be sure, send me a DM over at rediscover.u.free on Instagram, or feel free and you can email me at kelsey at rediscoveryoufree.com. Would love to have you join us. But back to the mirror principle. How are you, Miss Vic? I'm good. I'm good. Happy, well, I guess Tuesday. I'm Wednesday. Welcome oh. to New Zealand. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Thank you for being patient with our podcast schedule. We are dealing with other different days, different time zones, time changes, all the things. But I am excited to talk about this mostly because I think there's kind of, well, you have a really good practical story that we can yes. kind of center it around. And it was interesting because there's kind of like a few different perspectives on it and takes on it, you know, from different people. So it'll be a good thing to dive into. Absolutely. So here's the vulnerability. <laughs> yes, I know. Like, you know what, though? It's super interesting. Like you and I talk about these podcast episodes, like you're able to like look back on them and see where you were in different points in your journey. Um, a lot of times yours is more talking about health and a lot of mine tends to like, cause I feel like I've gotten through a lot of my, a, not all of it. You're never fully, like you're always working on things, but like my relationship with food and my body don't tend to be like really triggering things anymore. Like they used to, but now it's like other aspects that come up and, um, relationships tend to be <laughs> one of them. Um, and so I've talked about dating in the past on this podcast, um, and so anyway, I am now in a new, very beautiful, very supportive, loving relationship that I'm just like, I can't even like stop smiling when I'm talking about it. Um, I met a lovely Kiwi guy. So here in New Zealand and yeah, I think it's just interesting. The reason that this, this principle came up is because I recently went on a trip to Australia. For those of you don't, who don't know or who may be interested, um, American citizens can only stay in New Zealand for 90 days at a time when you're on a visitor visa. Side note, if you are 18 to 30 years old, you can actually stay here for up to a year. Um, you can get a working holiday visa and you can legally work in New Zealand and make money and travel and all the things. And if you're under 30, for the love of, please do it. <laughs> um, that was one thing I had done years ago and it was life-changing. So, um, but anyway, I am not on that visa anymore because lo and behold, I'm not under 30. Um, 
Anyway, so I'm here on a visitor visa, which means that I can only stay up to six months uh, a year and 90 days at a time. And my 90 days was up. So I went to Sydney, Australia, just did a hop, skip and a jump to do a visa run and had a good time. Uh, but on this particular trip, I just felt like I was messing up. Like I was messing up everything. I was just... I it, it don't even need to go into details, but it's just like little errors, little things that if I just would have planned better or whatever else, things would have gone much smoother. And there was a moment where he and I were talking. Um, it was right as I was about to take myself out on a solo date um, to the Sydney Opera House, like hop on a ferry and just have this like beautiful little moment. Like I'd gotten all dressed up and whatever else, but there was... I was just feeling really self-conscious. I felt like for some reason, I just had a lot of self-doubt in myself. And I had this story, this narrative, whether I was consciously aware of it or not, that I'm a screw up. I, I've had this narrative for a while that I'm this lovable screw up, that mm. I'm lovable to a point, but the more you get to know me, you're like, wow, you're a mess. Like. I can't actually be with this. Like that's just been a story or, an, and I, I recognize it for what it is, but man, like when it gets triggered, um, it gets triggered. And so working on that with awareness anyway, on this, as I was about to get on the ferry, he had said, he's like, wow, I feel like, and he was being totally, he wasn't meaning anything by it. He's like, I'm wondering like if it would have just gone a little smoother if I was there with you. And I'm like, yeah, like I really do think it would have. Like, this is why I'm like, I'm so excited for it because we both want to travel and whatever else. And I'm so excited for you to come with me. I'm so excited to have adventures with you. I'm so excited for us to like travel the world together, like being really like vulnerable and out there. And then the response I heard was, Yeah, I got to go. And I freaked out. Like, I just like, instant like I can't even like instantly I was just like yeah you do that and he was like what and I was just like sorry I, my and I literally said this I was like my defense mechanisms have been triggered I just I was feeling really I was feeling really vulnerable I've got to go and he's like what and I'm like I just got to go my fairy's here and he's like all right well just keep me updated on how it goes the rest of the night I'm like okay cool whatever bye and like <laughs> Notice when she said what I heard yes. <laughs> what was said. <laughs> and the whole rest of the night, I'm just like, oh my gosh, he thinks I'm a mess. He doesn't want to be with me. Like, fine. I don't need anybody. I can, I'm okay. I'm good on my own. Like, I just like total, just like, just not thinking like total defense mode instantly. Yeah. And then like the whole rest of the trip, we were just kind of like, and I was reading into anything that he was texting me. I was just like, nope, he's done. He's over. He doesn't want to be with me. I, mm -hmm. I've i like pushed him. Like I scared him away. Like I was too vulnerable or he just knows that I like I'm not what he expected. Like just all these like narratives. And I'm just looking for evidence to confirm that that's true. Mm -hmm. And he like picks me up at the airport later, like a, um, like the next later that next day. And obviously it was super weird. And he was just like, what happened? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just was feeling really vulnerable and whatever else. And he, he was like, what did you hear? And I was like, 
I heard, you know, yeah, you go do that. And he's like, no, what I said was, yeah, I'd like to go to Europe. Like, (laughs) and so (laughs) all of this pain that Mm -hmm. I experienced for like, 24 hours and then put him through because he was just like what happened (laughs) he was so confused and it was all coming from a story in my own head that I'm not good enough Mm -hmm. and this the reason we brought this up is just like the mirror principle is that our external world is a reflection of our internal world And whether that's actually the reality of what's going on externally or not, internally, you will see it that way. Like we project our insecurities onto other people and onto the circumstances. And that's like, it's this whole idea of like, we think that like, well, when I see it, I'll believe it. It's not true. It's when I believe it, I'll see it. And so if you believe that you're not good enough, that's what you're going to keep seeing and bringing into your reality. If you believe that people aren't going to accept you because you've gained weight or are going to judge you because you've gained weight, that is what you're going to see. You're going to go looking for evidence because we have a confirmation bias. It's part of our brain. Like we want to confirm the beliefs we have. And so just recognize that, like, it may not be a story you want, like, and, and this is something like people bring it up. Like we were talking about, like at family reunions or any sort of social event where you believe that people are going to judge you for your weight. And then you go to the party or whatever else. And the first thing you're talking about is the diet that you're on or how you're like trying to lose weight or how you're the one bringing it up. Yeah. Well, and ultimately, like, especially because so, for instance, like going to Mexico, right? Like before the last time I had seen Josh's family was in July of last year. And then previous to that was when I was still working at the hospital and I was almost at my heaviest weight. And so I remember going into family situations thinking, And it was because I was judging myself. Like I was so upset with myself that I couldn't figure out this weight thing that I couldn't like, and I was ruminating on it. And then if, whether it's a comment about my outfit, whether it's a comment about my makeup, like it could be nice. And I'm still like, why would you say that? Like, why would you say something? Because you're going in with that, that in that headspace. And, and then you bring it into relationships, you bring it into your workplace, you bring it, you know, into a meeting with somebody like, it's kind of, it's crazy how much that can determine what's going to happen or what doesn't have to happen. So I appreciate you sharing that because that like, obviously I don't, I, I don't, my defenses don't go up for, you know, those purposes, but if, you know, sometimes I would hear, hear Josh say one thing and it's like, Oh, you look great today. I'm like, well, did I not look good yesterday? Like what's going on? Like, like, I understand because my defense comes up when people make comments and it doesn't have to be a rude comment. It could be like a uplifting, positive, affirming thing. And I'm still like, okay, but then why would it's because of the story I'm telling myself on the inside of that. Like I, you know, all of my personal stories and limiting beliefs. It's so crazy. But like, that's, 
that's the thing though, is like when you can start becoming aware of it. And I, I thank goodness, like he's a forgiving soul. <laughs> um, but like that, like it's crazy to just like recognize how, and I don't know if it's trauma or how you would, whatever, but like it, it was reactive what it was. That's exactly what it was. It was an overreaction. It was being really reactive. And so one thing that like I'm trying to do too, like this month in particular is really refocusing on meditation mm-hmm. and just like learning to slow down. Like that whole thing, yeah. everything could have been avoided if I would have taken that one moment to pause and just think through and like, or even just ask, like, what did you mean by that? Or just, can you say that again? Or recognize that I'm on a ferry dock and it's loud and my hearing's not that great anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's well, and like, I'm just going to bring it up because I don't want to butcher the. Um, I was like, can we do, is it the Victor Frankel quote? Yes, it is. And like, I want to preface with like, it's obviously easy now hindsight 2020 to be able to pick apart these situations. But I also want to acknowledge that like in the moment when you're already feeling like you're a shit show per se, like that's what my family uses the term shit show. Mm -hmm. Like if you're already feeling like that and something like this does happen and you might hear something that was obviously different from reality, like that's okay. These things happen. And now, you know, Kelsey or me or whoever has this experience to be like, okay, I know where that went last time. I know what it made, how it made me feel for the next 24 hours. I know how it made him feel. How can you fix it in the future, but not getting too down on yourself? Obviously we're using this example because obviously it's a great example when it comes to the principle. Victor Frankl, between stimulus and response, there is space in that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and freedom. Oh, that's space. Like just, and part of it is like recognizing, and and this is, this is true for binge eating as well. Just putting it out there, guys, like it's a fight or flight response. Like you have just, and that's exactly what happened. I was freaking triggered. And my fight or flight response was just to be defensive, was just to like, protect myself. And sometimes the fight or flight response is to eat. And so rather than beating yourself up, like if you find yourself just eating mindlessly going into a pantry or whatever else, and you kind of like, I would say like, it was as if I blacked out, it really felt like it. And that almost is like exactly what this moment was as if I blacked out, like I just wasn't even there anymore. At least you were though aware that you had your defenses up. Like before you saw red, you at least you had some awareness. I did. You're you're right. I did. And like, this is is the example of like with binge eating, like you might not be able to prevent the whole binge. You might not be able to prevent the entire thing, but you were at least able to say, oh, wait, I'm feeling, you know, triggered. My defenses are up. And like, maybe that when this situation comes up again, it's like, okay, I need to take a minute. Okay. What did you just say? I heard this. Yes. I. What did you actually say? And like, that's like the next step. Like that's level two. Which is huge. So this is a couple points on that. Like exactly like you said, you may not be able to prevent the binge in total, but if you can kind of wake up and realize what you're doing and stop rather than beating yourself up, which I'm still working through in this moment, be like, feel good about it. 
feel good that you stopped, feel good that you recognized it. And then this is, and this is how I ended up like, cause there was a moment we were just like, holy crap. Like, cause I'm about to leave for two and a half months. This was a weekend away. And we're just mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, if we can't handle a weekend away, like what is it going to be for two and a half months? And my, my logic and the way that I got around it and it, thank goodness, part of it is from like the stuff we've discussed is those like, listen, failure is only feedback. I have to believe that. And I have to believe that like every, and, and it's the other thing that everything is happening for me and that while this freaking sucks right now, like I'm so happy that it happened on a weekend when you and I still have the opportunity to like talk about it and work through it. Because if this would have happened during our two and a half months, like we'd be done. It would have, it would have over a silly, like miscommunication or mishearing. And so like, for me now, I know, like you said, next time this happens, I'm going to pause. Next time this happens, I'm going to ask that question. I'm going to clarify And I'm like, so I'm glad that this failure happened. And that's how people should also look at their binges. Like it's a positive because now you can learn. And like, even if you can't, if it's not binge eating or if it's drinking or whatever your thing is, like think of a situation and just, you know, explain one of the things that um, we would sometimes do like in therapy and stuff was like explain the situation like what are the facts of the situation you know that you had this day where you know you explained all the things the details of what constituted your shit show and you explained the conversation at hand what were the triggers what were the um you can call them like vulnerability factors like whether you're running off of two hours of sleep you know three out of the five things didn't go your way that day um you were already feeling defensive you were in a conversation trying to be vulnerable, you know, you're explaining all these things that would explain why you acted the way you did. And then what you're going to, what you can do in this activity is then write out what happened and then write out an alternative reality or alternative solution and how you're going to respond next. Because I think there's, you know, things in everybody's life that it's like, oh, if I would have just taken like one or two minutes and, and for me, like it's not necessarily like for me, it's my tone. I, I can, I can like take someone down just in the way that I say something. And, and like, just you bringing this conversation up, I'm like, how many situations could I avoid just by saying it in a different way or taking a moment to be like, Hey, like, this is a sore spot for somebody, maybe word it this way, like just taking that extra moment, because ultimately those statements I'm saying those things because of how, and then you're thinking like, oh my gosh, is this how I feel on the inside? Is this how I, am I being rude or am I talking about this person because I don't feel that good about myself? Like you just go on this rabbit hole of what it could actually be. It's so true. But again, all of it is just like, it all comes down to this being reactive and And again, like that whole idea of recognizing the stories that we are telling ourselves about ourselves, recognizing that just because you think it doesn't make it true. <laughs> like, and, and so, and I think sometimes like, this is where like affirmations are different things. Like this is the other opposite kind of side of the, the mirror principle is like, 
So we have these stories or narratives about ourselves that we're not good enough, that people aren't going to like us. They're going to judge us. They're going to whatever else possibly reject us. And like we, as with affirmations or intentional thoughts, well, what if we were to say things like, um, you know, just like I am worthy. I am deserving of love. I am beautiful. I am strong. I am capable. I, and, or like, um, if it's money, I am a money magnet. I am like, I, you know, like, and people will say like, yeah, but that's not true. And I'm like, but neither is the narrative that you're believing. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, we're like, I'm so hungry. I could eat a horse or like, I, you know, my boss is so terrible. I could just die or like whatever. My boss is killing me, right? These are not literal things. These are hyperboles. These are but it's, it's our language and, and we're believing it. So why not tell yourself a different story? Yeah. And I was listening. So one of my like TikTok for you page is I'm a lot of like the corporate TikTok comes up because mm. that's kind of the field that I work in and um, like corporate girly TikTok. It's a whole thing. It's, it's a great. whole thing. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, it's a whole thing. And it's actually really great because I get lots of ideas and things. Um, but one of the things that this this HR manager was talking about was like one of the number way number one ways that you can like influence the way that somebody thinks of like your first impression of somebody is how you talk about other people. And she was basically saying like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna talk crap about Kelsey and I'm talking to my husband, right? Like if this was a first impression, like he's not thinking oh, wow, Kelsey sucks. He's thinking Victoria sucks. Like, because it's, it's a, like, I'm, I'm talking crap about one person, Mm -hmm. but really the person I'm talking to about that person is like, even if it is subconscious, it's not like something like, oh, you know, ding, 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 like Victoria's a bad person. It's just, oh, you know, it's like this subconscious, like thing that happens. It's not necessarily that Kelsey's you know, the, the bad guy, it's just this thing like underlying that, oh, well, that person's talking about that. And so it just makes me feel, um, I'm trying to be very wise in my choice of like words when I'm speaking, you know, whether it's about coworkers or friends or whatever, because even if it's not overtly, you know, rude or whatever, it's still a reflection of me. It is. And it's not necessarily the content of whatever I'm talking about, about the other person. It's actually about me. What's this thing too, of like, if you gossip, like the reason that that's ultimately like the reason we gossip sometimes, right. Is we think that it's giving us love and belonging in that, that relationship that like, oh, we're connecting in this moment. What you're actually doing is eroding the trust with the person that you're talking to because you are proving that you are someone who gossips or says negative things behind someone else's back. So who's to say that you're not going to do that to them? Yep. Like that you're not talking negatively about them behind their back. Um, and it really does. It does. It reflects on you. Um, and so it, it just, it's just interesting. Again, this is the whole idea like to you guys with the mirror principle is that your external world is just a reflection like just like body image, just like whenever you look in the mirror, or you look at a photo and you're upset at it or whatever else, like, please know it's not about your body. It is a reflection of your thoughts and mood. Like, and, <laughs> and I know that feels frustrating, but it's just like, 
It's because that when you see your body, you have a thought about it. And it's not even about the size. It is the meaning that you have given it. That if I, and, or, and I'm also talking to women here lately, it's not just about being bigger. It could be aging, right? And it's all because of the story and meaning that you are giving that if I'm in a bigger body or if I'm looking older, I am less valuable. I am less worthy. I am less lovable. I will be rejected. I will like recognize that those are the thoughts that you are having. And so again, it's not that you need to go and restrict and you need to lose weight or you need to go whatever, whatever. You just need to focus and recognize like, is this story serving me right now? Is this true? And just like, can you instead focus on something that you can appreciate? Like appreciate about that moment, appreciate about that, the people that you were with, uh, appreciate about your body, what it's capable of doing as opposed to just what it looks like. Um, but yeah. So this is really weird. So before we decided on the topic that we were going to talk about, this actually came across my LinkedIn, like on my LinkedIn. like really? last. Yes. And this is about the mirror principle. And I wanted to read this. This is John Maxwell. He's a writer, a very great writer. And I'm just curious to hear what you think about it. But it was because I had seen it on my LinkedIn last week. And then when we were deciding on a topic, it's this one. So, well, um, it's actually a blog post from Lucia Ferraro. She's a certified life coach, but she basically was, she summarized his statement. So um, John Maxwell is one of the most prolific writers on leadership. Consider with an open mind the excerpt below as you invite this principle into your life and you define leadership for yourself and what it looks like. This is quoted from his book. In leadership, the first person we must examine is ourselves. That's the mirror principle. It's our self-perception being distorted. Then our attempts to influence others, then our attempts to influence others will be misguided or even manipulative manipulative. The first person I must know is myself. This brings self-awareness. Human nature seems to endow people who with the ability to size everyone up in the world but themselves. When steering a team, as when driving a car, neglecting to check your blind spots can cause you to wreck. The first person I must get along with is myself. This leads to healthy self-image. If we think negatively of ourselves, we will seek validation from others, thus extracting value from them. On the contrary, if we have a positive view of ourselves, we will be secure enough to add value to the people around us. The first person to cause me problems is myself. Admitting this truth yields self-honesty. You never win when you play the blame game. You only whine. And complainers drag down the morale of everyone around them. The first person I must change is myself. This is an empowering attitude. It paves the way to self-improvement. And then he leaves it with a quote from Leo... Tolstoy everybody thinks of changing the world but no one thinks of changing himself so obviously this is like more towards like leading a team but there are things you know that can be extracted from that just the few statements the first person I must know is myself the first person I must get along with is myself and the first person to cause problems is myself and the first person I must change is myself this is an empowering attitude and it paves the way to um, self-improvement it's so huge. Like, and this is something I loved how you said, because if you don't get along with yourself, if you don't, and these are things I'm still working on guys, like we're always still working on it. Um, if you can't do it for yourself, 
then you are constantly seeking validation from outside of you, which like you said, is taking value. I like the word like extracting value. From yeah. Like, that's like, I don't know why that hit me, but like extracting just sounds rude. Like how dare you take that from somebody else? Like, but it's this whole thing of like a neediness, yeah. right? Like when you don't feel good about yourself, when you don't feel enough, then you end up constantly needing from somebody else. And whether you recognize it or not, like it's a lot of times this is subconscious. And so that's why you need to bring awareness to it that like <laughs> you have to be able to love and fully accept yourself. It doesn't mean that you can't still strive to make improvements. It doesn't mean that you're not still trying to get better, but like if you're, if the only way that you can feel good about yourself is if someone tells you that you're a good person, like you are taking from them rather than being someone who's giving. This is the whole thing too, guys. This is why self-care and investing in yourself and in the people that are going to like build you up. This is why it's so freaking important because you cannot give from an empty cup. Like you must Fill your pitcher first so that you can fill the cups of those around you. This is why something like the retreat, haha, um, <laughs> snuck it back in, um, is actually a really important thing because it takes a moment for you to step away from your everyday life so that you can look at those blind spots, bl you know, right in the eye, right in the eye. I don't even know if that's a thing, but it, <laughs> so that you can actually stare at some of those things that you've been kind of avoiding or distracting yourself with in your everyday life and actually kind of deal with them and actually like create a game plan to work through them. Yeah. And then one of the other, um, I was just reading on the mirror principle after finding this was, um, this lady basically like did a summary of it and we'll put it in the show notes. If I see value in myself, I'll add value to myself. If I don't see value in myself, I won't add value to me. But if I don't see value in me, there's a high probability that I won't see value in you. The law of the mirror basically says this. If your self-worth isn't what it needs to be, what it could be, and what it should be, then you are not only shortchanging yourself in reaching your potential, but you are also shortchanging everybody around you and helping them reach their potential. So it's so true. It's so true. And it can feel like overwhelming. It can yeah. feel, you know, but I do know that if there are vulnerability factors at hand, whether it's running off sleep, you know, whatever your things might be, not feeling like you have enough time, whatever those things are for you, it can be really easy. And in the past, it was going, wanting to go on a diet, wanting to, you know, control my eat, wanting to do those things. And you're always looking external. And this is just a reminder to look within. And it doesn't like committing, knowing that this is a lifelong process, I yeah. think can take away like that stress or that feel like, oh my gosh, I have so much work I need to do. But really it's, it is a lifelong process. You're not going to feel like you've ever, you've arrived or, you know, your mirror is what exactly what you want it to be. But you can, when you start looking external and like thinking, you know, a diet might fix this or more hours in the day, that's my thing. More hours in the day might fix this or having this one thing might fix this that is just an opportunity for you to bring it into your awareness and think what is going on inside that's making me feel this way that's making me project in a certain way and then 
ultimately, like if you're wanting to change your external, you need to look internal. And whether that's retreat, whether that's therapy, whether that's joining the program, sometimes it's just taking a moment to journal, like those things seem little or like not, not important, but they can be a determining factor of what your life's going to look like. 100%. Like that is the biggest thing that I I've taken away is that I've realized, and I encourage people to just take a pause real quick. Like what is the energy that you are bringing into your daily activities and into your relationships right now. And like, wow, the month of March was an amazing, beautiful month. Like that's whatever else. I also know that I stepped away from some of my routines. Like I think back to like where I was in January, like (laughs) in January, I was like, hi, I was feeling so good. I had like so many like routines. I was taking so much time for myself and being quiet and meditating on a regular basis. And I felt just so at peace. And then the month of March, obviously like feels like completely different. And what I want people to hear from me is like, in no way am I blaming my relationship in no way. Am I upset by this? In no way am I saying that like, now I have to start over and reset and like, I'm completely off track. I'm not a train. There is no track. It's just now like, hey, there's this new thing in my life. And so now I just need to take a moment, step back and slow down. Like that was the biggest thing is like the energy I was bringing all the month of March to everything, whether that be to my work or my relationships, or even myself was like, I don't have enough time. It was very reactive, very anxious, very just like, this needs to go faster. Why am I not going faster? Why is this blah, blah, blah. And so like my big thing that I'm came back to is like, trust the process, slow down. When you go slow, like slow down so that you can speed up, like slow down so that you can do things like in the right headspace and that like it is going to be okay like I don't have to have this all figured out right now but to like like that Viktor Frankl I need I'm gonna write that one down and just like put it on a mirror I know we brought it up a lot before but take pause give yourself the space ask yourself am I telling myself a story right now Like your reality is your perception. That's it. Like it's not actually, there is no just one reality. Everyone has their own freaking realities. All right. And it's based on their own perceptions, on their own narratives, their own experiences. And so just recognize like, if you're not really enjoying your reality right now, then it may be because you need to change your perspective. I love it. That was a good one. That was, that was fun. Thank you guys so much for listening, being part of this. If there's any topics you'd like us to cover, please comment down below or share with us. We'd we'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to leave a review. Five-star rating helps us get our podcast out there. So we would appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks for chatting with me, Vic. I love you. I love you. Have a good Wednesday. Thank you. Have a good Tuesday. (laughs) Bye, guys.